solstice gathering and I'm really fortunate today to be sitting here with one of my teachers Luzia. Hi Luzia, how are you? Hi Renee. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, she's been very instrumental in birthing this book The Winds of Spirit because when I went up to see her several years ago she said well don't you think you better have a relationship with the winds before you write a book about them and those are the kind of that's kind of the way that Luzia teaches is she brings forth a question that probably you're going to sit with for the next three to four to six months to a year and one of the things that I've learned over time is that I used to go to everyone for advice and now I have three teachers and one of them will always guide me and they seem to always guide me in the same direction so I'm going to turn it over to Luzia and, and I asked her to talk to you today about the that we're entering into this period of darkness right now in the calendar and the cycle of life but it's also being reflected out in, in the world on a global level right now and I asked her if she would share a little bit of insight on that. Thank you very very much Renee for inviting me to be here and your love and uh, appreciation. It's really beautiful to see how you yourself have evolved and are living the work that we've been doing. So thank you very much and I feel really uh, happy to be here and to offer um, some of my experience and my thinking over these past few years. Um, as a psychotherapist and as the leader of a church that uh, engages in actual spiritual practice, it's been important for me to reflect on how to make um, our spiritual, how to bring our spiritual practice and our psychology together in service to our personal evolution, but also into the evolution of the consciousness that uh, is pervasive right now, not only in our culture, but it seems around the world. So I've been thinking about this a lot, about how to work uh, specifically, it came about uh, with this new administration that we have here in the United States. And it's not that we haven't always had to have concern about what was being passed as normal in a culture, but now it's gotten heightened. And so what we're addressing is another level of empowerment that we need to find in ourselves in order to create a collective that is strong enough to hold against what we're being brought against. And so I myself can't remember when I have been 
confronted on so many different issues, so many fronts that are so uh, offensive that I feel like, oh my gosh, I have to do something. I have to do something, whether it's in social justice or the environment or what's happening in the media or what's happening to our brothers and sisters who have immigrated here, health care, so many things that it's like impossible to even figure out how to deal with all of those things. And what I've found in the collective is that many of us are feeling that way, which leads to a feeling of helplessness and freezing. And so what I've been addressing is how to fortify ourselves against this kind of helplessness or learned helplessness or outrage that leads us to inaction. So how, how do we organize ourselves and our mind, body, spirit, literally on all these levels so that we can know how we can be most effective. Not only for ourselves in uh, maintaining our own quality of life, but once that's taken care of, how we can give back. And so I've been working <laughs> with these ideas because I believe that our spiritual practice has to be in service to our social justice and to the way that we ourselves want to behave in the world. We have to know what side we're on. So the first thing is, what side are you on? Who, where do you want to align yourself? Right? So if you want to align yourself in the stream of equality and truth and social justice, then that's a whole alignment. So we have to decide what side we're on, what we believe, what we know to be true, what we want to defend, and then how we're going to do it. How can we actually do it? And so for me, the study that I present a lot in our spiritual work is first to find your center and to find your spiritual alignment so that you know 100% you're not alone. Right? You're not facing this conflict, you're not facing this battle alone. You are a part of a bigger consciousness, both on this plane and in the spiritual plane because it's happening on many levels. And we have to own that in ourselves as multidimensional beings so we can work on all levels. So in the spiritual practice, we work on that, that level of connecting ourselves so that we know we have allies and we know we have help. Right? And then on this plane, we need to see, what's, what's my passion? What is it that I want to offer? What do I care so much about on this beautiful, abundant, rich planet that I want to preserve? Mm. Like where, do, where do I want to do my service work? So one of the things that I believe as an ambassador, as of the Queen of the Forest, who brought forth the sacred medicine that's the basis of my spiritual practice, that she's calling us to protect the Mother Earth. And so my invitation is always, what are you going to give back? 
how are you going to protect this precious earth so that we can continue in a good way. And it's beautiful because then you get to find like what has meaning for me. Like what, what brings uh, importance to me? What brings meaning to what I'm doing? That I am willing to do it. And it can be very little or very big. Right? Because we have our own destiny. So we have to find what it is that we want to give back. And then we have to do it. Right? Because in this moment, in my belief, it's not enough to pray. Right? We have to put our prayers into action. Right? We, have to, we have to live what we want and what we hope for. So the spiritual practice and then the self-examination that is, has to do with our psychology go hand in hand. Because we have to learn what keeps us from doing exactly what we want to do, right? And what keeps us from being who really we really are, right? And who we really are as human beings is beautiful. Hmm. We're multidimensional, be beautiful, radiant beings, right? And we have to find that in ourselves so we can actually act appropriately day to day. Beautiful set. Yeah. So my my invitation to all of you right, is to find what you want to give back. Find how you want to honor the planet, whether it's in politics, whether it's the environment, whether it's healthcare, whether you yourself are a teacher, that you have a message that can inspire and help people right, to find their message. Whatever it is, it's all good. Right? It's just a matter of finding it. Right? and then being able to do it. So my invitation is find that place in you, right? Because when you connect with that place, you are inspiring yourself, right? Because that place is inspired by virtue of what it is, right? And so once you can find that in you, grow it, foster it, become it, allow it to guide you. Because if you're following your spirit, which is your own innate intelligence connected to your life force energy, you're not going to get desperate. You're not going to despair. You're not going to want to give up. No. You found a way that you can give. And in my uh, estimation, the most important thing is that we keep ourselves inspired so that we don't fall in to the, the malaise that gets created when we feel confronted on too many, in too many ways and we give up because there's no way we can do everything. But we don't need to do everything. We just need to do our part. And if each one is inspired and each one is living their own inspiration, that is a whole multifaceted, beautiful, spinning wheel. Right. What a beautiful message that is. We can keep going. Mm -hmm. right. And so as we keep going, we inspire others to keep going. Right. And so we can see in this moment there's a huge uh, collision happening, which in, in, is not necessarily um, 
It's just part of the evolution of the planetary consciousness, right? And our own consciousness. It's what happens, right? So it's beautiful because the politics here is fortifying the left, right? The whole progressive movement is showing up because we have to, right? The medicine plants are showing up because we need them. Mm -hmm. So all of these, all of our help, all of our allies are showing up. So we just need to bring everything together so we know we're working together. And in that way, right, collectively, as a collective front, we can meet the challenges of this destructive, uh, omnipotent kind of force that's spreading, right, through the politics, through the ravaging and pillaging of the Mother Earth through the genocide that's being created around of native peoples. No, we need that old energy of those native peoples. We need to keep them around. We need to keep indigenous peoples. We need to create the possibility that the indigenous peoples can survive, right? because that's connected to our own survival. I personally feel very grateful that I know what side I'm on, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that I found a way um, to actually be able to work with it. So for that I'm grateful and once again I extend my invitation to the study. Anybody who feels like they just want to talk about it, you're welcome to call me up. And, and you I will have to call her, because yes. she doesn't use email. And she's rarely on social media, and you know she she really walks her talk, and, and basically I think that's what we're hearing. That message is that you have to find what you love in your heart and walk your talk around it. Exactly, and find how to do that in a way. Yeah, a way to do that. Any and any uh, any resistance that you might have, or any confusion you might still carry on from your old conditioning, it's time to let it go. And that resistance is key. I mean, there's a whole chapter in, in Winds of Spirit about how to remove resistances because those are the, 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 the juicy places where you're going to find what's next to do in your life is where you come up against your own resistance and then how do I, how do I shift through that? Exactly. How do I evolve it? Right. right. Not get rid of it. But if there's something that's that charged, well, why not use that energy mm -hmm. right, in a constructive way? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Call the winds in. Call the winds right? in. Call the winds mm -hmm. in to transform right. it, right? Exactly. To elevate it to, yeah, to carry it to a new, a new place. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what's going on in the world on a global level. But, you know, Luzia's inviting you to do that into your own life as well. And I'm really honored and, and that you get to sit here with me and I get to do this work with you and, and I've learned so much. Do you want to just tell them about your, your program before we close up? Mm, I have to say, one of the things that I feel most, um, if I can, proud about <laughs> is the um, program that a whole group of women have created called Adult Girls into Women, Rites of Passage in the New Era, and it's a year-long initiation program 
for anyone, any girls 21 and up. And what I found in many years of my clinical practice was that one of the one of the most profound things that the women expressed having missed out on was some kind of ritual or rite of passage moving into adulthood. And so this program was uh, created in out of my own my own intimate feeling and yearning and knowing the importance of that need and the reflection I got back from so many women. And so the program is a journey around the medicine wheel. So we start in the East and we look at our birth and early childhood. So we address the, the developmental challenges of that time and it's a whole interdisciplinary um, study. So each module we work with some kind of movement to the body, we work with the developmental challenge, we do process work, we do uh, creative work, and we do medicine work. Mm. So we start in the East working with the early, our early development and we move to the South and we work with our adolescents. And in the same way, we work with the developmental challenge of the adolescents in this interdisciplinary way. And then we move around to the West and we work with our mature self. And um, in the same way, we have an interdisciplinary study. We go around to the, to the North and we work with our our own self-realization, that is, becoming who we want ourselves to be. And then we go close the circle around in the East again and we do our vision quest. And the vision quest is our initiation. So we have um, a whole process in that way and we are on our fourth year now. And I, feel, I feel really pleased to see how the program itself is maturing and developing and have been really um, delighted to see a whole nother aspect which was the bonding and the closeness that happened between all of the women hmm. and that, that, that the bonding of the sisters has, was in, as important an element as any of the other elements that we brought into the program. So uh, it was a whole phenomenon that was beautiful. And to see, one of the ways I set this up was to invite my goddaughters hmm. uh, in each module to come and bring their gifts. Extremely talented, creative, beautiful young women that I have in my life who are um, a part of this program and they've owned the program. Nice. So it's very beautiful. I feel like there's a whole next generation coming up that's, that's uh, offering this work. So it's a beautiful chance for me to see my goddaughters because they live all different places in the United States and to um, bring their influence also as young women uh, into the program itself. And then there's a lot of other women who are involved who come and offer um, sweat lodges and their
creative talent. So it's not just me, it's a whole team of people. It's a community. It's a whole community. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the, the women who have gone through it before become part of the community oh, that offers it and they come to the, um, they, they come to the initiation and support the girls who are coming through. So we're working with creating a whole community of people who believe in the power of initiation and the, the necessity for our women. And we have women in their 40s and 50s who feel like they needed that even to go on to the next step. So we, um, it's beautiful to see a community of people who want that kind of clarity so that they know who they are as women in the world. Because as we know, we're in the time where women are becoming the leaders, but nobody's training them. Right. So, right? So the best a lot, a lot of them can do is imitate the nicest men they know. But <laughs> it isn't it. That's not it. Right. So we're working with initiation so we can actually initiate women into womenhood so they can be models of the feminine, uh, feminine force and the feminine clarity and the feminine alignment, um, body, mind, and spirit. So the initiation really is about creating a, a new feminine force in these times. The, and it's really beautiful. What I've been um, uh, witnessing is that, of course, initiation is in an ancient time, but the the spirit of initiation came to me, grabbed me, put me in this movement, and is forcing me by design to create an initiation for these times. And that's exactly what you were talking about in the whole talk was exactly. that what grabs you. Now, you can't put passion over on a cause if it's only half-wit. You have to be grabbed, like the wind grabbed me and all exactly. of a sudden it didn't matter if anyone published the book because the wind had grabbed me. And it was like nice where it went, but it, it, had, it had a force and a life all of its own like she's talking about. Yeah. Well, we're at the end of this and if you sign up for uh, this, this whole uh, symposium, you'll get contact information on uh, Lucia and her website and all of that. And uh, we uh, just stay tuned. There's a lot more great presentations and a lot of wisdom going to be shared over the next few weeks. So I'm really thrilled that you're here, and thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Mm -hmm.